Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 242. I have a very, very special guest coming all the way from San Diego, California. My homie, Justin Lip Ford. What's up, man? What's happening, brother? Thank What's you so much up? for having me here, man. I know, man. You know, there's one thing about me. I, I have a list problem, so I always try to pronounce certain words. <laughs> Oh, all good, dog. Hey, I just want to say welcome to Long Beach. Right on, man. Feels good to be here, man. It's, Shoot. How's the, is the weather like this in San Diego? No, nah, man. This is perfect, bro. This perfect? is perfect. My car said 72 degrees with that nice breeze. You mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that. I bro. don't know what. We had a little like little heat breeze oh, like a couple of days ago. Yeah. I was like, man, what the fuck's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that shit because, yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, the breeze is cool. We got the beach. We got... You know, San Pedro and all that stuff. Okay. And we're doing the podcast over his, uh, Signal Hill Park. This is a very legendary park. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good people come out of here. Like, you might see celebrities here. We had pickup games, NBA players to watch playing high school. I mean, this was like Mecca this over here. At, huh? But a lot of things change. You know, gentrification's always hitting yeah. uh, Long Beach like a mug. And yeah. a lot of uh, the middle class, lower class are, are moving out of Long Beach to Hesperia and Victorville because... Oh. Is this it, everything's getting expensive? That's what they can afford, huh? Yeah. What, what's a what's a two bedroom rent going for around these pieces? By, about three thousand. Wow. By twenty five. I where I live in the hood, I paid nine ninety five for a bedroom and a half. Oh, okay. Because I know the landlord is. Yeah, the, yeah. But uh, yeah, is this everything's getting too it's expensive and uh, gas prices? Yeah. Don't even tell me about gas yeah, prices. It's crazy. I'm paying. I just paid six thirty a gallon to get up here. What? Where are you at right now? It's about the same, or are you guys? Uh, about I think it's like what five seventy eight. Oh, you you still in the fives? Okay. Yeah, yeah dude. For yeah. a full tank was yeah. by for my car was about eighty five bucks. Yeah, I spent I spent over a bone for that, dude. It's a what? grip, man. It's a grip, man. Everything's expensive, man. Yeah, Shoot. man. But let's, let's chop it up. Let's yeah, chop for it sure. up. For sure. For sure. Oh man, there's so much things I want to talk about, but. I know this episode, you, we were sliding through our DMs like, hey, man, I got to get you on the podcast. Talk about Mental Awareness Month. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful to be here, man. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, you know, if, if anything, man, my goal is just to talk to as many people to normalize our conversations that we have about this issue, man. To be able to get everyone feeling comfortable talking about their ups and their downs, their highs and their lows. And more importantly, bro. Just getting everyone accustomed to the fact that there's power in community and power in connection as it relates to us healing. Because, you know, I'm 43, man. In, in my lifetime, I've experienced my own mental health issues. Mm. Still do. You know, um, still connected to a lot of people that have their own issues. But what I find is when we come together, like, there's power in that, brother. There's healing in that. And so, you know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to go out and just, like, really... I ain't trying to tell anything, any anyone anything new, man. But it's yeah. just let's just kick it. Let's just let's just find ways to uplift each other. You know. Do you have ever people go to your DMs like, "Hey, Justin, man, I'm going through some stuff, man. It's like I need help." I mean, a lot of people right now just going through a lot of depression because you know when the COVID and the lockdowns happened, everyone was doing lives and stuff. That's where everything was an all time high: cheating, infidelity, you know, suicide, you know. One of my best friends uh, committed suicide over there at the Long Beach Bridge, and he just jumped. And Damn. one of my other friends in high school, he lost his job and everything, and he shot himself in the head. Uh, and people who did, uh, who lost from a COVID and everything, I lost close to what thirty people Damn, in two and a half years. Damn. And me driving from Long Beach to uh, San Pedro, the new Long Beach Bridge doesn't have fences like how the, the San Pedro Bridge does. Okay. And they have a suicide hotline. Yeah. If you know, 
So when you come driving all the way to the bridge, for some kind of reason, you see cars park and the people just jump off. Yeah, yeah. And the people who work in the bottom, like the longshoring people, look up, another person fell yeah, down. So when the time I get off work and come back, Long Beach Corners are right there by the bridge and the bottom and stuff. And it's just people right now, it, just, it, makes, it, it makes it more easy for them to commit suicide because they don't have nothing going on. They yeah. have no family. They have no one to turn to for help. Yeah, for real, man. Yeah, it, 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 um, San Diego, we have the Coronado Bridge, which is very similar. It's a spot is, that... Is that the hybrid? Yeah, the hybrid, right? So that's kind of a spot where we have all the signs posted. I myself have known a couple of people that have gone that route, you know? Um, yeah. But to get to your question, man... You know, maybe I'll just take one step back. You yeah. know, I've I've been very very fortunate, man. For 23 years, I've done community work and and all in San Diego. And basically, what that means for me is I've just worked with different different groups throughout the community: youngsters, um, young adults, um, people our age, you know, senior citizens. I've just done that throughout the years, and really just kind of developed a bit of a. Um, uh, 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 a following where people know that I'm just all about that positivity, bro, and I'm all about transparency and being real and and just trying to help whoever I can. Just just do the best they possibly could do in that moment. And if that's about putting a, a, a plan together that allows them to heal, and word, that's what I'm about. You know what, what I mean? Where did this all happen? What what made you want to help out the community? And, and when did, what did this all yeah, start? Yeah, So, you know, I, I don't know. Officially, professionally, it started when I was 19. But, yeah. you know, since I was a youngster, brother, I, I've always been very, very compassionate. Like, you know, you remember that lady? Um, I think her name was like Sally Struthers, dog. She'd go on TV. She had these commercials. She'd be like, these little kids in Africa donate money. Gotcha, they're dying, yeah. right? Like that whole vibe. Mm-hmm. When I used to see that as a kid, bro, I used to get super choked up, man. And I just felt like, I felt like that pain, right? And so even, even, even like into my childhood, my grandmother lived in Mexico. We would drive down to Mexico to see her. And when we go through TJ right there, you see all that poverty, right? Yeah. And, and that just that just hurt me, dude. It hurt my soul, bro. So I've always wanted to do something, right? And, uh, you know, even even like high school, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, dog. I just wanted to do something that had meaning, something that had purpose. And so um, when I was at a community college down, down in San Diego, I met some dudes that were involved with community work. And they told me about it. And I was like, yo, I would love to get into that, man. So... So long story short, it was an entry level to get my foot in the door um, and really just start learning from some of the some of the greatest people around on how you connect with people, regardless of the backgrounds, regardless if you have a connection like uh, through having things in common or not. There's always a way to be able to, you know, operate with dignity, man, and treat mm. people with respect. And from there, relationships and opportunities happen. So it's been that journey for me, man, that just. Allows me to get to a place now. I work for the YMCA. I have a chance to kind of uplift these social issues around our whole county. And, yeah. and people get excited about it, bro. Because now, yeah, because I, I, you don't see that a lot of after-school programs anymore over mm-hmm. here. And because, what I don't know, the short of money and everything. So, yeah, I used to go to the YMCA. Yeah, I, right like on. My dad used to go to work and say, hey, you're going to be here in the summertime. They have field trips. They have all that stuff and right. everything. You stay there till like 5 or 6 p.m. There was always something to do and yeah. stuff. But now these days, kids don't have that luxury they just stay home and be on their ipads and stuff like that they don't want to go out and sometimes it's hard to get those kids to go outside where back in the day hey come outside like no i want to stay outside and the lights it's 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 kind of like the opposite now back how we used to do it yeah totally man no you're right man i mean shoot i remember like crying because i don't want to go inside i was still playing with the buddies riding riding bikes and doing all that kind of crazy stuff i i think society's changed man i i think that you know, for me, instead of trying to fight it, I'm accepting the fact that this is the direction our, our society's going. Um, kids being indoors. I got two kids, man, and, you know, I'm just as guilty. They're on their iPads, you know, when they get home, <laughs> right? You know, that's just the way it is. But what I try to do is, like, 
accept that that's part of society, but also I feel responsible to to provide opportunities for people to still find ways to connect and for people still to get together and, and, and share with each other's like wisdom and share each other's resources, whatever it might be, because if we're not doing that at our age, you know, again, I'm 43. I imagine you're probably somewhere around 41. That. Yeah, so 42. Yeah, we, we grew up in the same era, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's our generation's responsibility to accept where the youngsters are at, but also lean in with some wisdom and some guidance, you know, and teach them the old school yeah, things. Yeah, because I feel like some of the kids these days, they just, oh, they just want to look it up on iPad, but they don't, it's almost like in a way, it's pretty much hard to them to put that kind of responsibility or some like an obstacle problem in there is like i'll deal i'll let google deal with it no yeah, deal yeah. with it on your own yeah that's how i see it as where they just some of them they don't have that mental capacity to like get out there and go do it and they just feel always feel down from themselves or yeah. they say the new generations of kids these days are just lazy they don't want they want to travel they don't want to work they don't want to take care of responsibilities and then they say and they, they kind of blame it on us yeah they yeah. say like oh because you you parents who were born in the 80s and 90s having kids now you're being too overprotective like helicopter parents yeah 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 for real no i, I hear you on that man <laughs> i hate I, that you word know, man you know, I, and i'm the opposite bro like you know I, I just let my kids do their thing and i just believe you know don't be a dummy you'll be okay and if you mess up well then it's a learning experience you know but but you know i, I i'm i'm slow to i'm slow to put a a label on like kids these days mainly because you know what we were the same way, right? Yeah. We're always just trying to embrace whatever information we have at our disposal. These youngsters have information like that, bro. Yes. Right? And that's wild. And so that's strength. That's an opportunity for them to develop that skill set. I'll give you an example, man. My, my daughter's 11. Uh -huh. You know, um, this girl, bro, she is hooked on Disney, dog. Like, hooked. Like, Disney it's, plus it's, all the way. Just Disneyland, Disney, everything Disney. Characters, Disney, Disney, Disney. And, like, that's the thing that she's been so passionate about her whole life. So I, I run with it. I can't stand Disney personally, man. <laughs> you know, I, can't, I hate going there. It's, like, so many people, but whatever, right? Yeah. So when we go, when she wants to do something, like, a, a, let's go to Disney or whatever, I, I empower her. I said, you plan it out then. Like, you jump on, you find the hotel we're going to stay at. Oh, wow. You, you look up, like, you create our itinerary, right? So I'm just leaning in on things that she already does, but she's quick to pull out her iPad and do all the research. Oh, wow. So might as well learn, right? Yeah. So, so that's just, you know, just directions of, like, uh, trying to flip it on her you know and, and and i think this generation man specifically because of covid i think what we're gonna see man is, is some resilient uh intelligent loving human beings you know 15 15 years from now 16 years from now my, my son you know he's a he's a first grade now but he spent kindergarten in covid himself bro like on the screen in his bedroom yeah. trying to learn like it was impossible you know me and my wife getting pissed because we're getting frustrated like having fever th that whole thing right yeah but that that's the first time something on that magnitude has happened in our society so that's going to change things up tremendously and i think for the better bro i you, think for the better do you think in a way when the lockdowns and the COVID happened that was our reset button say hey whatever we're doing wrong in our lives we got to check our check ourselves to be like hey i'm doing i'm being this this and this let me change this up because this this is the only opportunity in our life to, to have this to change whatever we got to change Dude, that's that's a that's a great way of looking at it, man. I do think it. it I think I there was re reset, right? There was reset power in that, man. I yes. mean, you know, like the first couple of weeks, you're just trying to be like, when's this gonna be over? I don't want to go back to work. I'm enjoying being at home, and yeah. then it's like shit. This shit's lingering, and it's yeah. lingering, right? Uh -huh. I, I definitely think it is that, man. Um, you know. I know, like, the, the amount of people I know that start getting into their passion projects, their side hustles yes. was growing, right? <laughs> yes. Like, um, like just, seeing, just seeing people all around questioning each other. I mean, even back home, man, 
uh, during that period of time, I had a, I had a chance to to connect. You know, Steve Shams, right? And yeah, like connect. Yeah. Shout out like, Definitely shout outs, man. It's the whole Emo Brown family, dog. Because we had a chance to kind of come together and strengthen each other, build community, and and like you know, this is a bunch of people in their late thirties and early forties who weren't kicking it outside of two years ago, and now. I mean, we, we mob pretty hard together, man, in a positive way. It's all and about the, positivity, What's up with man. the bike rides going 100 miles? Shh, the bike rides ain't no joke, dog. I, I, I was like, what's up? Okay, hold up. When you guys do the bike rides, how did this whole thing happen? With Because let's talk about the Emo Foundation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about that. Yeah, for sure, man. That That's cool, man. So, you know, the, um, I'm the vice president of our Emo Brown Foundation. It's a oh, community-based shit. foundation that we started officially a year and a half ago. And, and the, the, whole, the whole thing came about... Um, Steve, the owner of Three Punks down Chula Vista, he's a he's a phenomenal networker and convener and connector. He's, he's an amazing, people. amazing, amazing human being with great energy, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when we had the chance to connect myself and Steve and just kind of talk big picture in life and you know what we're trying to do with our lives and blah blah blah, you know through that dialogue a conversation came about empowering our community around us, right? And and though that's happening, that happens in every community, bro. We we just thought that we had a different different spin on it or a different way of looking on what we can do to to share our strengths, our resources with those around us. And so as we we're kind of tolling through that, we knew we wanted to help the next generation of youngsters. We wanted to be able to jump in and help other communities if they have a particular need. So we started fundraising here and there and having a little bit of money to drop it when we could. We did a golf tournament, which was pretty dope. Um, raise money, give give five kids. Um, Five kids scholarships, basically oh, wow. financial scholarships, dude. Yes. And basically just to invest in whatever their dream was, whatever they're trying to do, we just we just kind of invested in them, right? Uh-huh. Well, simultaneously as that's going on, Steve had started the Emo Brown podcast and he had um, like like you, right? Patreon, people paying money to be a part of it, get that information. Yeah, yeah. And that group was it was kind of the nucleus of that group was just like the homies that go to the different bars, they all have like kind of social connection, they play some sports with each other, some soccer, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But as we were talking it up more and we said, let's add this, let's add this like social give back side to it. So we added that. And as that's happening now, more and more people are becoming hip to what's going on. And they're like, yo, what's up with that Emo Brown? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, I heard you guys giving scholarships. I heard you guys doing cleanups, whatever it might be. So we're like, you know what? One of the things they used to do in the past was get together every Sunday, do a little bike ride just around the way. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know what? Strategically, let's go in hard on that, man, because that brings people together, man. And it gets people feeling good. So, so we started doing the Sunday bike rides, kind of resurrected it um, yeah. in December. We first start off, there's like six or seven. My gee, the last, the last Sunday we just did, there's 40 heads, and we rolled out to Bobby Travel's joint, Travel Headquarters in, in San Diego, man. And, and what's crazy is we're all riding, you know, a good, good portion of us have become kind of homies throughout the whole thing. Others is like brand new folk rolling in, and everyone comes in, they always said the same thing, man. It's just a positive, loving group of people that you walk away feeling better about yourself, bro. Damn, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's so much power. Again, I keep saying there's so much power in community and so much healing in community, and that's an example. We just get together, all the bullshit just fucking, the volume goes down, and all the good times go up, and you just feel great, bro. When you do these bike rides, do you go to certain locations, like little certain coffee locations yeah, and dude, stuff? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, the fuck yeah, these yeah. People, for real, bro. So, so you know, within their networks, they, you know, like if you know any bar person owns a bar, they know a hundred other people own a bar, blah blah blah, right? So every Sunday we coordinate with one of the local bars and we just ride out there, and yeah. drop a couple, and then come back and usually home by noon. Dude. Uh-huh. Fucking sick. Hey, I was gonna ask you, has anyone rode a bike like those nineteen twenties with that yeah, big old wheel? Oh come yeah, on, yeah, I, know, I know, I know. I want to see that. I want to see you unicycle too, man. Yeah. Now we we got a. We're an eclectic grunt, man. We got uh, we got some road bikes, some mountain bikes, 
Uh, got a whole crew of BMXers. I'm a BMXer. We got some electric bike dudes going on there. Electric. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bro. So it's just it's just getting where you fit in, man. Everyone has a good time. Damn. So the, you, I saw like you we posted something like you guys are riding bikes for like a hundred miles. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know what from, time did you guys start? So we uh, two weeks ago, man, we rode hundred miles. We basically rode from South San Diego to North San Diego or North San Diego, which was like fifty miles. So it was a round trip. Wow. And that was a group of BMXers, man. It was like a uh, seven of us. We met about five thirty in the morning and. Uh-huh. It was a 10-hour bike ride, bro. Just there and back. Uh-huh. But, you know, I don't know if you were into bikes as a kid, man. But, uh, back in the day. But, you know what? I'm telling you, bro. There's something about nostalgia, dude. And tapping into your nostalgia is so powerful, man. That's what a bike does. Is you jump on it, and you're 12 years old all over again, bro. I, You know what? Uh, I see a lot of people have certain clubs, but not like how Emo Brown's Foundation Club is. Yeah. When you guys all get together and seen by the pictures, I can already tell by the pictures that you or Shams or anyone posts, it's like... You're already, that picture's bringing me energy. Yeah, it's like, dude, for sure. wow, look at that. Look what they're doing over for there. For sure, man. Stuff. For sure, bro. Like, all that stuff. Then after that, maybe you guys will go straight to Three Punk Hills and just have a beer or yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 dude. Because I want to try that, uh, that death by corn. Yeah, yeah, dude. You got to get in it, man. I'll tell you, look. The thing with this ride is something that could be replicated everywhere. Yes. Like, and, and, you know, I'm a big proponent, man. Like, the strength of a community to me is how connected people are in that community and and, and and the diversity of the connection, right? Not just the same age demographic or the same color, right? Or, or the same gender or this, we listen to the same music, bro. Like it should be a, a, a healthy connection. And for me, it's like a, when I look at Emo Brown, I just look and be like, all right, who's not here, man? Like, who don't we got represented? We ain't got no black dudes. Like, I know we all know some black homies. Like, invite the black homies to come, right? Or, <laughs> or we like, there ain't no gay folk. Like, yo, we got gay folk friends. Come on through, man. This is community. It's all of us. And if we're all in it, we're going to be that much stronger. There's no discrimination. Nah, fuck all that, dude. Damn, I wish that could be like that over here in Long because there's so there's certain people that are still divided so it's like come on it's, it's all because there's so much what we see on social media is like yeah oh, man come on but i feel like san diego has their own different side of their agenda where it's like damn it's all positive it's all chill yeah it's yeah. like when i went to drive to go to three punk ales i was like this is a i, I would love to fucking move over here it's chill it's dope man sd is the shit dog but look here, here's what i think man there's still there's still beef and dramas and negativity down there man but it's like that's what leadership is to me. So leadership just sets the tone for for the norms, the value, and the culture, right? And if you got you got like yourself, you have, you have a microphone, you can spit um, knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. It's just about inf- reinforcing positivity. Again, I go back to it's our generation, it's our responsibility. We've already been through bullshit. How how much more can we enjoy life and enjoy each other when we're healthy and connected? Damn, man. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like. I try to make people happy, like on my social media, like if it's funny memes, inspiration, yeah. just whatever. It could be all over the place, but at the same time, it's like, it could be, I just want to see people happy. Because, sure. you know, people are so negative. People are like feeling down, or, you know, like they might say, hey, Justin, man, I saw that picture, man. Thank you, man. You just made my day. I was going through some shit, or Mega Man I was going through some shit. You made my fucking day, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I like. That's what I like to see, man. Good people. Just doing whatever we can to show some positive awareness in our social media platforms 
and just to make a person happy. That's what I care about, man. I love it, man. I love it. And you know what? People crave that energy, bro. They crave it. They, they fucking, they, they just run to it, man. And we just, again, I just feel like it, I keep saying it, brother, but I feel like it's our responsibility. We just got to keep putting it out there. And when the negativity comes, we assess it, we set it aside, and we go back to our source. Yeah, brother. that's what I had to do last year. There was a lot of hiccups on a lot of negative stuff when it comes to podcasts and, and craft beer community and stuff. Mm. I was trying to push all the negative that I would feel like this is this is not for me yeah so when i went through all the drama and all this crap it was to me it was the best thing because it's like oh finally i can just be me and and do positive stuff yeah, yeah. because some people say oh it's about unity it's all about asa they crap your community all this drama yeah they didn't want that they were just trying to say that but they were fakes when you saw them it's like i can't be around that shit yeah so that's where you know I, it was the best thing i had to do and to me, going through a positive direction and bringing nothing but good people. And I made a vow at uh, the beginning of 2022. It's like, hey, you know what? I want to bring good people that are going to change my life, but also for the listeners going to change their life and, the, and have, you know, give more hope, yeah. more inspiration for people who, who are going to listen to this episode. That's I what I that, see it as. I love that, man. I love that intentionality, man. And, you know, like that's part of your journey, right? Like when when you when you you're intentional and say no i'm gonna go in this direction now Mm -hmm. that's what i find crazy man is when we all do that like just to see how the world presents itself in a new light yeah and and i just love that dude it's so exciting yeah are you like me because when i i have a notepad another notepad at the house and i always want to work on my weak points and my strong points yeah whatever i'm doing wrong if it's something going through anxiety this is all Mm. i write down and stuff i always want to write notes down and look at it and memorize okay I've been through so much hardship. Mm. I've been through so much like pride where my mom and my dad weren't there mm. and this. Sometimes the way you just have to just let it go. Cause I, I was I was very prideful. Yeah. I always had grudges. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, hey, the past is the past, is let it go so I can move on. If not, I can't be a father to my kids yeah. without yeah. without leaving the past. Yeah. That yeah. to me was a I couldn't do that. Yeah. So that's why this year I just let everything go and now trying to find a balance with my work with my kids and uh you know with the podcast and everything no i i dude i think that the letting go part is so hard that's hard man. it's so hard i i'll share that from my from my journey man i think one of the best decisions i made when i was i was like 24 25 I was trying to figure out life at that age. I, yeah. I didn't have many resources. You had that ponytail, huh? Yeah, I had a ponytail, <laughs> dog. But you know, I was like, bro, I was like, like, fuck, dude. Why do I keep coming to the same place? Why do I keep coming to the same decisions? Like, I knew in my heart that I could do better with my life if I applied myself, right? But there was just certain things. Mm. So, um, like I said, I was in the in the social service industry, and social services, there's a lot of mental health therapists, yeah. and counselors, oh, wow. clinicians, right? Oh, so, wow. so I had like 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 friends, and they would tell me things. They're like, "Yo, you should go to therapy, dog." I'm like, I didn't want to do that too. I was like, I, "Dude, I'll tell you when they were when they're dropping on me." I was like, "Uh, I had all kinds of negative like." Do you feel feelings. like it was embarrassed? Like, oh, this guy. Has I felt issues. embarrassed. I felt like I had issue. Lots of things. I was like, "What's my family gonna think?" All of that shit, right? Wow. But I'll tell you. The, the burden of not being able to understand what I was feeling became so powerful that I just said, you know what? I trust you all. If you're suggesting I do that, I'll give it a try. Fuck it. I'll give wow. it a try. So, yeah. So, I went to therapy. Um, dude, I went to therapy for like two years, dude. Really? Bro. Wow. It was, at that time in my life, it was so great because it's not like you're getting the answers or anything. You know, everyone has their own process. But for me, when I would leave a therapy session, dude. 
I would leave that therapy session. I'll walk outside. I have this like vivid image in my mind. I walk outside and I just felt like the weight of the world was off my chest. I felt light as a feather. I felt free as you could be, bro. And it was just felt so great because it was all of that mental burden and, and my brain not fully understanding how to process shit that was weighing me down. And so, like I said, two years, that's a long time to reprogram and rewrite. Damn. But I believe as a consequence of me putting that energy in, um, and still experiencing ups and downs, right? But putting the energy then, it allowed me to get to a point where, um, where with my wife, where we've been together, shit, we've been together ever since then, actually. But congrats, we've been married, congrats, dude. Congrats. She's my best friend, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, but, oh, that's hard. You know, right? Like, she's like, she's like the homie to me, dog. Uh, my two yeah. kids, like, I love them. How'd like, you guys I, meet? Dude, we went to junior high and high school together, bro. Straight oh, up. Yeah. See, there is hope. Yeah, bro, there is, man. You know, we, we were different sides of the tracks, bro. Like, you know, she went straight to college. She did her thing. Sherry, her name's Sherry. She's a she's a solid human being. She's a, she's a, like, definitely compliments me. What's her nationality? She's Filipino. Oh, my, okay. My first wife, she was Cambodian because my, my kids are half Mexican, half Cambodian. Oh, right. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but, I mean, where I grew up, dude, there's like, you got blacks mexicans filipinos and like a handful of whites that's what we got dude yeah, so like yeah. everyone is like cross-pollinating dude it's hilarious yeah, i know yeah man but, but you know the therapy thing i'll just say this man everyone has to decide for me that made a lot of sense and as a consequence i've developed more more awareness of myself and so for me letting things go i've come to realize it's not, i can't let shit go i can accept it i can accept it is what it is and i may or may not have any power or control but once i've accepted it then I feel like I have the power to move forward. And that's what helps me deal mm -hmm. through all the bullshit. I was still going to a, see uh -huh. a, a therapist for like maybe like 10 months. Okay. But I, I'll tell you this. The first two weeks seeing a therapist, I was on her. It's like, look, I was like cussing. I look, motherfucker. You don't know shit about me. I yeah. don't like open. I don't like saying private stuff to people. Yep, yep. I don't know what you're all about. Right. You know, I was just, I was like, I was very, in, I was very intense because I don't know if she was going to be one of those people to be like, oh, that heard about Mega Man was here. It's like, said right. all this shit. Like, I didn't want to be around people like that. Absolutely. But once I started getting to know her and, and getting that trust, it took like maybe a month and a half. Yeah. But expressing the way how I feel. And she's like, you have a lot of burden because of your mom and dad went around. Uh, and I said, yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Because I, was, I was mentally abused, mm -hmm. emotionally abused, physically abused, even sexually abused. Oh, man. So with all that stuff, like, you know, having all that grudge yeah. and everything, I always feel like I was very intense, uh, very, like, angry, like, at the world because I feel like, where were you, mom and dad, when this person was doing this to me? Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. Like, you know, and they, they turned the other cheek. And that's why I feel, and that's what I said, you know, one day, you know, I don't want to end up being like how they were. Mm. They did their best being the, the parents of what they did, you know, working two or three jobs. Yeah. But I feel like I need, being a single father, I got to raise my kids, do my best to be there for them. And now, and because of the social media, being a podcast, like there has to be a balance where it's like, I'm going to be not doing that much podcast and be more of a family guy without being on my phone yeah, every yeah, freaking 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. Oh, dude, I'm addicted to my phone, bro. <laughs> I, I'm addicted to my phone. I can't drive without looking at phone, emails, phone calls. Just really, I'm addicted to communication, staying in like the now. Yeah. But, um, but yo, man, you have a right to be pissed at the world. Yeah. Experiencing all that. Oh, right? Yeah. You have an absolute right to be pissed at the world. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's fucked up. It's fucked up that that had to be your experience. Yet. What I'm hearing is despite all that, you're still putting a priority around loving your kids. I have to. Right? About being the best version of yourself, about 
reanalyzing what the best moves are for you and for your family. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, to me, that's resilience, man. That's the ability to bounce back for some some bullshit and still keep going forward with with positivity. It's you know rare, what, bro. You know it's what rare. The, the therapist said to me. He said, "Make you know, Stephen, what's your deepest fear?" You know, my deepest fear is not being a father, not, not I don't want to be a deadbeat father, and also uh, being poor. I don't want to be homeless. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is my deepest fear because being homeless for four and a half months, and I tell you, every hour it feels like eternity. What are you going to do? When's the next shower? This, whatever. And we were just moving. I don't want to end up ever being homeless. That's why I always work hard, hard, hard. Money, podcasts, always be on the yeah, go. Yeah. And that's where the therapist is like, man, you you worry too much. He's like, I do because everything, look what's going on with the economy. Yeah. Everything's going up. I got to work to put a roof over our head, you know, food here. My kids are okay. The, the podcast, I mean, there's so much going on, but it's like, she tells me you just need to chill because your 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 brain is around the clock twenty four seven, and that's where it's yeah, like, I need to relax because I'm so sometimes in a way I get stressed out like, fuck I just don't want to be poor, bro. How how could you not though? Given the experiences you know, and with you sharing that you know, this park in particular yes. really resonated in your life experience during your homeless experience, right? Yeah. Like, dude, I think it's healthy that you in your mind feel that that that. Worst fear is right behind your tail. I remember, yeah, and you I know. do this podcast because I always want to sharpen my brain. Hey, remember these days? Remember we're over here? Remember living in the bathroom? Yeah, man. Even the park ranger, they would lock the bathrooms knowing the fact we're in there. And we can't go out until oh, like man. 7 o'clock in the morning and we just had a blink and it was cold. Yeah. But where we can go, you know, and everything. And, yeah. and living in tents and, and homeless shelters and living in couch surfing. I mean, we even had to hide our car because we were three months behind on, on our car payment. Yeah. And they, you know, they if we get repossession, they repoed, we're fucked. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Oh, and everyone was moving out of the state because what was going on in California, just all the recession. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, man. But that's where you kind of dig more deep. And I'm kind of glad I went through all that stuff because now I just have that discipline, that, that mental game to yeah. never give up. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, I would hope as a friend, man, I would hope as you still grind, you still give yourself time, man, to to do the shit that you love to do, that self-care, man. Because you know what? It's kind of corny and hooky, but I'm gonna tell you, man, self-care is the secret, bro. Taking care of yourself because you do self-care, right? That gets your mind saying, oh, oh I've this been working dude out. loves me. Yeah. Hey, you look small, I lost, I lost, Hey, last time I was a little chubby in that picture, I lost 50 pounds, dude. Oh, good shit, brother. So that's good why shit. I've been walking, dude, like good that. Shit. Good shit. You've been walking good. The beer, that's... Oh, that's a motherfucker. That's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Jams, don't give me no more beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> beer's a motherfucker, man. Uh, good for you, though, man. I, that, that's what it comes down to, I just bro. try to drink maybe two beers a week. Oh, okay. Maybe one beer, just whatever. But if I do, I have to do some walking, water. And since I'm do, I was doing overnight, that's another thing I didn't tell you about. Because of the me working overnights, I was more like very. It was so negative. Like, I, I just, I was, I was done. I, I'm stepping down. I just can't do it no more. The pressure and everything, and uh, I just, I miss my kids. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I want to sleep too. Yeah. So yeah. I need to lose a little weight too. So yeah. they said, "Okay, cool." And that was something more. It's like, oh, finally relief. I don't have to do nitro for. T- I've been doing iCrew for like 25 years. Oof. I'm done. Oof. I'm done. What is that schedule? Uh, it's like from 9 to 9. Damn. 9, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Damn. And I'm like, I just can't do it because when I come home, I sleep for a little bit. Then my kids will be like, hey, take us out. Oh, man, I'm too tired. Uh-oh. You know, so that's one of the things I had to make. It just happened two weeks ago. Okay. Because I already know a line where if, if, 
if you're so stressed out, I don't want to bring my stress from work to the house. Yeah, yeah. And my kids get all like, hey, what's going on and everything. And that's when I was having my anxiety, my depression. And I was even having suicidal yeah. thoughts to the point like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go over that line. I know where my line is. And I was just mentally done. Bro, you got a lot of resilience, dude. Like, you're strong, bro. That's it's the, hard. You know, there's, it, there's strength in that, though. You know? it, it's hard because, you know, I just, whatever the stuff I was telling you earlier, like, people just not giving a care, they, just, they don't have that sharpened mind to overcome a lot of things. And since I have it, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I know my limit. Yeah. I know my limit, and that's why I just made a decision. And uh, to me, it was the best decision. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And, and that's why, like, yeah, see? you know, having see? you on, see? and I was telling people, like, hey, I'm going to have Justin. I was like, and people were like, who's Justin? Like, bro, this guy's going to, this guy's inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I was going to tell you, um, there was an article because, like, they put me as one of the best podcasts. The nice, thing dude. is, um, I, I, wanted to write your name and also champ's name down and but the thing is they only give me 150 words and i wanted to add on more people and stuff oh, like right that on, right but on. they wouldn't let me ah those motherfuckers yeah. that's all good dog hey you're doing big things man i Shit. know man yeah, you got a fan in me bro Hell, well, you, you know, you're my biggest fan yeah yeah man hey, yeah. i was gonna ask you because so, i know you're right there by the border mm-hmm. and um you see a lot of things when you go to tj a lot huh like you know, dude, I haven't gotten TJ in a minute, dog. I'm a recluse, homie. Like, basically, I work, like, I do my Emo Brown stuff, and then I'm just home with the kids. So I stay posted in, in East Chula Vista, and if there's anyone listening from West Chula Vista, they're talking shit about East Chula Vista. You know how it goes, man. But that's my lifestyle, brother. Just I super is, chill. Is there competition with certain uh, cities? You know, everywhere there's competition. Dog, you can be across the street competition, you know, door I, to the next I door. I always hear about North Park, North Park, North Park. It's uh, like, what's going on North Park? The brewery scene? I know I, I had some of the beers. Yeah, yeah. North Park's a good spot, man. It's like the old hipster spot, you know, like when hipsters were hipsters, right? You know, and, but what's happening is, you know, with the whole craft bear mecca from 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 my view at least it's everyone is feeling liberated and pursuing what they love to do and most people love to have a good time so they just find different ways to make that happen whether it's beer i mean now we're starting to see a pop with weed you got dispensaries everywhere over uh, here too grasshopper yeah yeah, yeah. How, what, what's the scene up in long beach it's coming up okay there's a lot of scenes like new haven mr nice guy there's a lot of good uh people you know that i got some people who want to come on the podcast nice um you know i think uh trash bag boys i know there's been some other people but yeah i, I want to get into the whole dispensary because um you know i've been smoking since uh last year oh, okay but only not smoking indica like only indica but nothing more like hybrid anything. yeah yeah and some edibles want to yeah. try but at the same time i'm very Care, very careful because there's been some shady uh, dispensaries who's been putting weed with fentanyl. I've heard of this, dude. I've heard of these kinds of things happening, dude. Yep. That's crazy. And uh, I can't take that chance. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, no way, man. Yeah, definitely stay, stay with that uh, good reputation stuff. You I know, know I, and I always want to try certain kind of strains of like what kind of weed with the indica because there's some good side effects where you feel like a million bucks. Yeah, but there's other ones you feel like depressed and you want feeling suicidal. See, that's the thing, man. I mean. I was talking to the, uh, what do they call him, the bud, t- the bud tender at the dispensary I was at the other day. <laughs> and I was saying, like, look, man, I'm just like I'm just like an old school pothead, bro. I don't really care, dog. I grew up fucking breaking my weed up and tucking out sticks With and stuff. With a stabs. long nail. Yeah, dog. Like, done all that shit, right? Like, just, just give me the, the best deal. Yeah. But I had asked him, man. I was like, yo, what, what's what, what's in all of this, man? Is there is there something to be said as far as, like, the, the percentages and indica and everything else, right? And he's like... Yeah, definitely the indica and the sativa. There's there's a difference, you know. But outside of that, dude, everybody's body 
is different. That means every body processes and breaks up THC differently. So everyone's experience is different. I was like, fuck, dude, for real? I said, all right, cool, man. So he's like, all it comes down to is just knowing yourself. And yeah. don't do too much. People people go too hard too quick. You yeah, know I don't what know. I, mean? I don't do that. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. just take a puff and chill, you know? Yeah, so I do. Sometimes in a way, um, there was a guy reached out. and said, man, Mega Man, you should do a, 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 an episode, like, you know, the Mega, Mega Man's Life. And there was a time I wanted to do one, and I was, like, really smoked out because that's why I feel I have so much to talk about, yeah. and I would write everything down yeah, what I'm going yeah. through. Because sometimes, in a way, when people say, hey, Mega Man, why are you talking about your personal life? Sometimes you need a vent. For sure. Sometimes you need to let it out. It can't just hold shit in for years. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like a ticking time bomb ready for to real. explode. And I always feel, feel like, got to let it out. Got to let it out. And I've been doing that, and I, I was like, I like this stuff. Because there's sometimes, in a way, you think, like, there's been some times where I thought about something for like like a year or six months or sometimes I would call my mom I tell my mom let's go do a podcast it's like I never did a podcast but why do you want to do a podcast I want to talk about the things I got I want to let it out it's like hey how come you weren't there in my life that much like some deep stuff like on episode one with your mom dude or maybe episode three dog I would do <laughs> I want to do an episode like that or yeah, even my yeah, dad it's like yeah. hey you know but it, it just really depends that's how when I smoke I just kind of relax and just kind of yeah, like chill yeah, yeah dude because it's sometimes in a way when you're so on the go I, I don't there'll be times I'll have two hours of sleep a day yeah dude that's the thing bro sleep is key too right like sleep indicates for me how people's wellness is because if you're not getting if you're not getting at least six to seven, you're going to be hurting. But even if you're like getting six to seven and, and you're waking up throughout the middle of the night, you know, it's, it's an indicator. That's all. Mm. It's an indicator that maybe there's a chance to do some, some, some healing. You know what I mean? Because our bodies are meant to fall asleep. But if our mind's keeping us awake because of anxiety and whatever else, um, it's, it's, it just needs some attention. And did you ever felt like that when you were working or with your wife or anything? Like you had problems to the point you just like, I can't sleep the whole day. Oh, for sure, bro. I have horrible uh, insomnia, dude. Horrible insomnia. Really? Dude. Like, dude, I've, I haven't, like, dude, I didn't have it until, so I ran a, um, a little, little history. I ran a, a, a um, homeless youth shelter for, for some time. Mm -hmm. And they were a lovely job. I loved it. I loved everything about it, but it's a high stress, right? Yeah. And so, when I was maybe 36, 37, that stress started impacting my sleep. And I remember for the first time in my life, I couldn't fall asleep. And one day turned into two days, two days turned into three days, and they're not able to sleep. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? Went to the doctor. Doctor's like, this comes down to stress and anxiety, man. You gotta put attention into that. You gotta, do, you gotta be focused on that. And so really? it was a gift and a curse because it, it allowed me to develop more self-awareness of, of my overall wellness but then also to know that like I have to be daily with my self care. I have to be daily with with what's best for me if I'm going to be able to like uh, be my best, be able to sleep and all the other things. So I actually look at it as a blessing. And there's still times, bro. Where I have a hard time going to sleep. And I'm like, why is it? Why is it? Because my brain keeps thinking about one thing and it won't stop yes, thinking about it, right? That's so, me. so that's those are those are just great indicators, right? So like for me. And it's crazy, dude, because I, I still haven't gotten to the point yet where I can catch it immediately. Normally, it'll take me about a week before I'm aware that I keep thinking about the same thing, right? So now I'm like, fuck, I keep thinking about it. So now I just use breathing, bro, breathing and chilling and just kind of breathing it out, breathing it out. And it basically, it massages my mind, dog, is the breath massages the mind and allows it like a tight muscle to release, to release, to release. So eventually, you get to the point where you're like, ah, 
back to sleep. How how do you how do you take where let's say if you're stressed out at work and you're so stressed out you bring your work home? That's a hard thing no, to kind of like. It is, dude. It's it hard. Is. It's it really is. hard. That that's part of like for me that's part of my process, dude. Part of my self care process. So when times are very very stressful. I already know in advance, times can be very, very stressful. This is how it's gonna impact me in that period of time. I'm gonna be grouchy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, not gonna get good sleep. I'm probably gonna start eating shitty. I'm probably gonna stop doing all the things that are good for me from exercising, walking and all that, right? So I think in advance, all right, cool. So that means I got to put energy and intentionality into the shit going forward. So I just do my best, bro. Like I don't let go of the bike riding. I don't go let go of the conversations with my kids because that allows me to process things. I also let them know, hey, I'm going through some stressful shit right now, so I'm probably going to be a dickhead, my bad, you know, show me some grace. And all that goes into it. Wow. It, all, it all helps. Me, at least. It helps my process. Damn. Hell yeah, man. Well, right now, we're going to take a break right now. Man, this is a deep-ass episode, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everyone? Mega Man here. I hope you're liking this episode. Follow my boy, Justin. Um, you know, this month of May is Mental Awareness Month. You know, if you know anyone who is dealing with anxiety, uh, depression, uh, grief of loss of loved one, um, just having, um, a bad day at work or at home, um, you know, there's people out there feeling lonely, show some love, you know, give them a hug. Everything's going to be okay. And, um, don't just do it because only for one month. We should be showing love to people, being there for people 365 days a year. We just got to do whatever we can to um, be there for people and give people hope and inspiration. So if you know anyone who's um, going through stuff like that, be there for them. Show them love. All right. Talk to you later. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, and we're back. I mean, hey, I got a little gift from, from Justin, man. Mental awareness. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear that fucking shirt. Right on, man. It's a solid, it's a solid look, man. Hey, are you always picky when, when it comes to materials with shirts? Well, you know what? I, I do like the soft material. Yes. I have a, a, the company is out of San Diego. They're a partner of ours, so they hooked it up. Dude. Oh, man, yeah, thanks yeah. to them, man. Yeah, I'm going right to wear on. it, and... Uh, Dude, there's a, there's one thing I like uh, what you're doing. It's so everything is so positive. Even this episode is fucking positive. Right on, man. And uh, I want I was telling you um, on the break. I really wanted to talk about you know with autism because mm-hmm. you know when you work at the YMCA, yeah. now you're seeing uh, kids. You know, parents bring their kids with autism. How how was that like? You know, man. I so I wasn't introduced to autism until later on in life. Right, I had no understanding of the dynamic. And, and as I got to learn more and more, what I saw was just loving, caring families, man, like dedicated families to these kids, right? Yeah. And then what I started to see, though, is the level of commitment, like deep commitment it takes to be able to not only love your kid, but to be able to be in their corner constantly. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I just walk away just being like, my hat's off, man. Because, you know, like I said, I got my two kids at home, bro. And, you know, I it would be hard for me to be that committed as a parent, man. So I, I just, I just see it, man. And I don't know, you tell me your experience. Man, Man, it's, man, is this, I remember when I had my son, there was a, you know, there was stuff like where, you know, they would say, you're, they did tests on him and everything is like, yeah, your son has autism. And it would, it would, I'm going to be honest with you. It would so, 
it was stressful. I don't yeah. know how to. I was very tempered. I don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. I was working, and at the time I was with someone, you know, and she couldn't take it, and mm-hmm. it just, it just kind of ruined our marriage. Yeah. And uh, she just having a kiss, a, a a a kid with autism. It's very, you gotta have patience. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when you get a lot of help here, but to me, when that patience run, runs out with that you know with that someone i had to step up yeah you know i didn't know there was abuse there, mm. there was a lot of things and uh i just had to take the kids away yeah and uh, now they're with me full time and there's one thing I, I noticed with my son gavin if i change one little thing it kind of ruins his whole day okay he like he likes to watch he likes to wash clothes he likes to help around the house okay if i Say hey, do, instead of this, do this. It, he will flip out. Okay. So he has a program and a regiment, and I take him out. And he always tells me because uh, he he doesn't speak that much because he has a, a huge major stuttering problem. Okay. So he'll tell me with little words like, "Dad, can you take us to the movie?" That's it. And then he can't see like a full sentence and everything because of the stutteriness. So I always tell him, "Hey, let's go watch a movie. Hey, let's go do this. Go do that." I want to do whatever I can because I know my dad didn't do that for me. Yeah. I'm going to do that for him. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't tell you this. Um, I was in a relationship a couple months ago. It, things didn't work out. And um, I made a commitment and said, you know what? I'm going to take a long, long break from being in a relationship so I can use my energy to be there for my kids. Yeah. And be there for my son, my daughter. It's like, I'm going to do whatever I can because yeah. I don't want them to remember me. as like, oh, my dad wasn't there. That's oh, touching, bro. That's touching, dude. Just like, I, mean, oh, I don't damn. want to. I don't want to be considered as that as that deadbeat dad. Yeah, for sure, man. Because a lot of there's not all just some men. They don't want to take that responsibility. Yeah, for and sure. That, and it, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah, so man. I want to dedicate my life with my kids because there's a person maybe if Emo Brown mm-hmm. should come come on. His name is Polly's Project. Mm-hmm. His son is he's a full time dad because his son has autism and his son is blind. Oh man, that's. Yeah, man. That's very touching, yeah, and man. it's uh, I can relate because having a, a son that hits himself and everything, you gotta oh. stop and this whatever, and you know when you have you know CPS comes like, hey, what happened? You yeah. gotta show the videos like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. You gotta show proof because you know a lot of people just don't have that patience when you have a kid who's autism and it's getting worse and he hit himself and this whatever then you have to call in work mm. because you got to take care of your son it's yeah. it, it's he's my life yeah he's gonna be yeah. with me forever yeah where's he at right now he's at home chilling 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 he's watching tv how, how old's he uh, 22 oh yeah 21 22 yeah, he's so just, he's cool uh, yeah. i mean he's i, he I have love a favorite him. show does he have a favorite something oh you know what he's he's been watching disney he's watching doctor strange i'm gonna tell him watch the let him watch the doctor strange yeah, movie and stuff yeah, yeah he's he's something man i love that kid he's he's at the house just chilling uh, for some kind of reason he just he was supposed to go to school today and he says like yeah i don't feel it i don't feel like going to school i already know if he's like not there yeah yeah so i just told the teacher hey, he's gonna take a day off today he'll come back tomorrow and nice, stuff man. just to relax and hey and, bro i'm a fan of you dude i mean that's some parenting awesomeness right there because man. i just because i have to do that yeah i mean i wasn't really a good father because you know i was out and about but when you have that patience and now that i'm getting older i'm 41 i didn't have that guidance yeah. to people to tell me do this do that i would just just see what's on social media or just read books or thank god for youtube this yeah. is what you do and stuff and and just have patience i never had patience yeah i just i had to be very relaxed and be and i think in a way also justin because me doing this podcast 
it changed my mindset and a lot of things. I don't get all crazy. I don't get this. We're just having a conversation. For real. For real. And that's what a lot of people don't have these days. They don't want to make... They don't want to talk to each other. They always want to net bang or say stupid shit online. Hey, yeah. you have my number. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Why do you feel angry? Why do yeah. you feel this? Why do you feel that? Yeah. Just having a conversation. Hey, but that goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier, man. Like part of the responsibility of our generation, bro, is to be able to, to model those behaviors. Because you're right, dude. The ability to like, uh, hey, pick up the phone and be like, yo, let's talk it through. Like that, that's a, that's a skill do that I don't, I don't see very often. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know who helped me with that? Gil from American Cello. Oh, right you on. You know, right he's, on. A, he's one of the our faces uh, for this Chicano uh, podcast movement. Right on. He's, he's going to do it May 21st at a media in North Hollywood oh, to yeah. bring all the influencers, all the podcasters, see what we can do to be unity. That's dope. You know, trying to bring Calimac. You ever heard the term Calimac? Uh-uh. What is that? All, like, indigenous, Mexican, South Central American, oh, South yeah. Americans, everything all can come together as one so our voices can be heard because he was saying that you know, we are the trendsetters. Yeah. So us living in California, you're in San Diego. I'm in, he's in North Hollywood, all the West Coast. When people from different states and over the road are going to be seeing, look at, look what Emo Brown's doing. Yeah, look what Justin's real, doing. Look what Mega Man. They're all watching it and yeah. they're going to take notes. Yeah. Hey, look what, what, look what we're doing with this Emo Brown Foundation, the bike. We should do that with, yeah. with our committee from different states. Or in different that, worlds. I love that organization, man. That's dope, man. Let me know about that, man. I like to mob through that, man. It's May 21st. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, that's next the, Saturday, huh? This day, Well, actually, this coming Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah, crazy. If you, I can ask Gil. I'll send you the link and DM him. And maybe yeah. he, he'll Shout have a seat Gil, for you. Man. He has a vision, But it's also, man. if you can't make vision. it, it's going to be online on YouTube. Oh, dope, dope. You know, and all that stuff. But, yeah, I just like what you're doing when you... I mean, how long have you been working for the YMCA? Eight years now. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been with the Y eight years. Um... I was recruited to come again, run that that homeless program for youngsters, and so basically what I do now, man, is I raise money. I go and talk to people, Hell talk yeah. about the work we do, and then yeah. they they donate to the Y, right? Um, so that's kind of like my 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 main thing. But what I really try to do is partner with people in the community and bring shine. You know, the YMCA is a pretty recognized brand, right? It's a big brand. I saw Bill Wong. Yeah, big, big, big Bill, dog. So I basically try to use the Y's influence and bring shine to people doing great things. And, and for the most part, those are black and brown communities throughout San Diego, man. So I'm just like, yo, my man had, my man, uh, Pablo Rios, man, he has a place called Barrio Dog. Shout out Barrio Dog, man. They do uh, hot dogs and shit, right? Fucking great food, man. Great yeah. food. Um, you know, and then you got people like Steve. So, so anyways, you bring all the shine and then when you create partnership, right? Like what I've seen is then you can be like, cool, what's the most pressing issue in your community right now? What can we do as a community to, to pitch in and help out? So it's like a dream job, bro. Yeah. I, I remember also you talked about on Emo Brown's podcast, you know, helping the community when it comes to like, hey, if you need your want me to mow your lawn yeah, and this yeah. or in the parks yeah dude we need that yeah dude so you know even kind of what you were saying what Gil was going to be doing like setting these examples right and and showing this like positive influence you know so one of the things through the emo brown foundation that we did is basically put a call out to the community to say you know who who in the community has a need that we can mobilize our, our membership group to do some volunteer work and uh one of the elders in the community um her neighbor basically let us know like yo she's the old elder man she used to take care of us as kids she's gotten kind of old though and she can't take care of her crib oh. can we like bring some people in and do some things Hell so yeah. we're like dude we jumped on it bro 
we got everyone involved. I got the, the mayor of Chula Vista, got the trash can company, people to come and do free dump lifts for us, man. We got painters, plumbers, electricians. That's came what's in. up. Dude, just did the whole thing, power wash, dump half the shit, a bunch of shit in the backyard, threw that all the way, power wash. Um, and we just finished painting our house, bro. All volunteer-led, man. All volunteer-led. Dude, that's right? fucking awesome. Super sick, dude. It was, like, uh, it was like sitting back and watching these things happen, right? Like, otherwise... You know, I mean, th this group of people, there's probably 50 volunteers helping out. Uh, dads bringing their kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, couples. It just, it's just a chance to exercise that goodness in the heart, man. And yeah, I'm like, like I'm getting a little teary right now yeah, and stuff yeah. because, uh, oh, fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little teary right no, it's now. All it's good, just, uh, you don't see it that much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that that just real. hit homes right there. Yeah, man. Fuck, I wish that stuff can be like that in the community. We need someone like, like, uh, I know we had the Hood Santa yeah. uh, from the Local Hearts Foundation and stuff, but having something where the community gets together, I'll be honest with you, when when the, the Black Lives Matter happened mm. with George Floyd and everything, when you had all these weird people coming in and start rioting our city, right. the next day, I never seen this before, I never see it again, the whole city got together and right. cleaned up the whole city. Okay. All the differences were put aside. Yeah, yeah. No matter what color, you need help. Yeah. There was a group of 20 people going to say, hey, do you need help to clean up the, the stuff, with everything and all? Never seen that before, Justin, yeah, until yeah. then. I was like, how can we just can't do that for us? But seeing that you guys doing that, it's like, you guys give a care about your city. Yeah, man, you know, it, 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 it comes from like a couple places. It comes from one, this is kind of crazy, but it's true, is recognizing like our own mortality. You know, we're like 43. Before we know it, we're done, right? Like, yeah. how much life do we really got left type, type thing, right? So, okay, if that's the case, you know, what is it that we want to do to exercise goodness, whatever that could look like, right? And and for, for our core group of dudes, for us, it was like, we're all pretty accomplished in our respective industries. You know, everyone's doing their own thing. We got educators there, business owners there, you know, social people there, right? Yeah. So we're all doing good there. We all kind of, we're all blessed to have great, great partners, great wives. Cool. Check that box. We all got kids. For the most part, we all got kids, you know, so we check that box. And we're like, all right, now, now we're at this place in life. We feel very, very fortunate, very blessed. What is it we can do, man? And, and next thing you know, we meet another person who's thinking the exact same thing. And then we meet another person thinking the same thing. And all of a sudden, this community is, is forming. And really, Emo Brown, there's, there's a lot of fun and laughter and having good times. But at the core of it... It's just people that want to do the best for the people around them. And we're diverse, bro. It's not like it's just the Mexican dudes from West Chula Vista. You got white boys that come from northern San Diego to come hop out, dude, because it's the commonality. It's having a good heart and having an open mind. That's what all these people have in common. And I think I fucking bet on it, dog. You have the same thing here. You just need someone to be a catalyst, someone to spark it, and you get more and more people wanting to do it. Just people want to be surrounded by good shit, dog. At the end of the day, right? We all work hard. We all go through stress and drama. We're all just trying to get through. At the end of the day, we're not trying to pile extra bullshit. We want to experience the goodness, dog. Damn. We just need to be able to do it. Yeah, man. There's a, there's, there's a lot of goodness. There's, it, I mean, now these days, it's, it's, it's hard to find good people these days, you know? Because sometimes people are like, I don't know, man. It's hard to trust that because they don't know what this person's all about. And that's what we were telling you earlier. Yeah. People don't make the time and effort to get to know each other. Yeah, man. That's deep, yeah, man. Yeah, dog. But you know, bro, like, little shit. Like, I was just posted up at the park chilling, waiting for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw, like, three or four people fucking 
smiling, throwing up the piece, you know, like, I, I think it's there, man. I think it's there. It's there. I think it's there. I think it's just a matter of, like, even for you, bro, you have a big audience, man. Like, put a call to action to your audience, man. Say, like, yo, let's come up with something that's going to be impactful for you and impactful for the community. And let's figure out what that is. And let's just do it. I want to do something like that. Like, I was thinking, trying to do, like, something where, like, having an event, you know, yeah. like, for... For autism, you yeah, know, just anything, yeah, like there you go. anything, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I know there's some help, like oh, you don't know. Anything. I I don't give a care. I just want to do something because I want to do it from my heart. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a care about the cloud. I don't give a care. I just want to do it what comes in my heart. Hey, dog. I, I think if you live out your heart, you're living the best life, bro. Just keep doing that, man. I mean, oh, man, it's man. just it's just it's just, dude. I mean, follow your heart at all times. That's how I see it, at least, right? You know, follow mm -hmm. your heart, dog. Hey, I was gonna ask you. Talk to me about J for it. Uh, your decor decoration. Oh yeah, man. Because I know, I think you did something for glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see I some this. of that, so like, is yeah. that, that looks nice. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, shout out glasses. That guy's a crazy man. <laughs> but basically, yeah, so J4 is my side hustle, you know. I yeah, appreciate yeah. you, you know, mentioning that. Hell yeah. It's a, I've always been a creative. Uh, I've always been into customizing virtually everything around me. So, so. J Ford is my interior design company. So I build furniture, do crazy custom stuff. And uh, so, yeah, the homie Glasses, he basically got his studio in uh, West Chilla Vista. He was living proper, super clean. He's like, yo, man, fucking make your shit drip all over everywhere, dog. So I did it all, man. It was dope, man. So, Damn. yeah, yeah, I enjoy it, man, because you know what? Like, for me, my self-care is creativity. It's just being able to, like, go all in on, on expressing what I see in my mind, you know? And when I can do that... Like ah, uh, living at the pinnacle. I'm at the the, the top of the pyramid. So know? what do you? What kind of stuff do you do? Like you do like some furniture stuff. Yeah. Like so so gardening. So so basically, I say, show me a space that you want to do something in, but you don't know what you want to do, and then I'll I'll come up with something dope to make that space look fucking proper. So oh, that's outdoors, yeah. indoors. Uh, sometimes it's both. Right now. Uh, I'm working to have a client. Their their daughter is getting ready to graduate from college, so they want to throw a party. She wants to have it at her house. So the backyard, the backyard needs some work. It's an old backyard, you know. So I said, all right, here's what we're gonna do, man. Came up with the plan. We're gonna infuse some crazy color. I'm gonna build a deck and a bar and just some cool shit, you know. But do it in a way that's pretty, pretty authentic. It's like a cross between uh, my stylistically, I guess, is a cross between. Uh, like Japanese traditional art, like Mr. Miyagi's pad, right? Yeah. And like uh, like uh, Western, like Clint Eastwood style. So you like merge together and, and kind of mix with some Cheech and Chong. <laughs> that's, Damn. That's, that's it, What man. made you want to do all it? Is it like a little hobby of yours? It's just an expression of my heart, bro. You know, that's what it comes down to, man. It's like, like it's something I like to do. Like I, I can't walk into any space without already like spinning it in my head what i would do like oh it'd be dope to do something right here i mean even being in the park everywhere i go bro it's just my brain is just taking that data in it's that and energy producing. yeah it's that energy yeah, yeah. It's, it's that san diego energy is that what it stuff. is dude? i don't know hey i like i just like um, a lot of that stuff i was gonna tell you switching gears let's yeah, talk yeah, about a little sure. bit of sports what's up yeah. with the, what's up with the san diego padres man all right man like here's the deal oh shit no you know what man like you, you're a Dodger fan? I'm a Giants fan. You're a Giants fan. Okay. I know Shams was over there in Frisco. Yeah. Giants, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's my son. He says, I'm home. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, man. Look, Padres, man. Padres. I'm a Padre fan. Yeah. But that just means that I'm used to the Padres sucking, dog. So I'll be honest. Padres, they haven't really ever been good. You know, we've had a couple good seasons. They got a lot the of money. Luck. But right now, we should be great, bro. Right? Like, they should be great on paper. They got... 
dope ass players. They got a new a new manager. They should be. They have pitchers that should be good. Just haven't quite gelled yet. I'm optimistic though. You ask any Padre fan, they're gonna let you know in the beginning of the season they're gonna win the World Series. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet every Dodger fan I know for every game, you know, yep. betting, and I'm yep. always losing, dog. But I yeah. still believe. Yeah. So I still believe this year we're gonna win it, man. You know, we last year we had a man. We were just hurt. And, you know, we had that rivalry in the playoffs with the Dodgers and Giants. I was like, man, well, even the Dodgers were hurt. But Do you get a lot of shit being a Giants fan, being down here? Oh, big time. I, would I was bet. like, yeah, but my favorite color is blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get so much shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like to me, we're, our team was rebuilding, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, a lot of good players back then who won the 2010, 12, and 14 World Series, they're all gone. They're all yeah, old and yeah. everything. So now they're just trying to get a good lineup, scouting, good pitching and all. I mean, right now, the hardest division right now in the major league is the NL West. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's up for grabs. For real. And also, if you can want to win the NL West, but to get into the playoffs, you got to get that wild card. Yeah. That's yeah. the something where it could be San Diego's always going to be up there. Diamondbacks. I mean, yeah. it just really depends. Who was your favorite giant of all time? Will Clark. I was going to ask you if you fucking hip to Will Clark. Hell yeah, dude. I love Will, Will Clark, dude. Will Clark, Will Clark and, Matt, Kev, and Kevin Mitchell was out there too, right? Matt Williams. Yeah, Matt Williams. Matt, Matt Williams is our third base coach for the Padres right now. No way. Yeah, I was like, fuck, is that Matt Williams? He looks Did old you know, as shit. Okay, back in the, before the lockdowns happened with the major league lockdowns, Matt Williams was almost close to beating Roger Maris' home run record. He was there at the end. Everything, everything shut down. What team was he on at that time? Because I want to say play for, like I know he, he played for the Diamondbacks at one time, right? I don't know. What, I, what, did he play for the Cardinals? No, or, or the or the or the Giants? But I know he was on a home run. I think yeah. with the Giants, but he was yeah. there. Then they just shut everything out. But Will Clark was my guy. Yeah. And uh, a thrill. I, I remember when my mom was a teacher at Harbor City. Her best friend was a teacher. Her brother. Uh, was a catcher for the Minnesota Twins who won the World Series with Kirby Puckett and oh, Brian shit. Harper. Brian Harper. Even Tony Gwynn from Long Beach Poly. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. His sign's yeah. still there. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. He's gone over here in Long Beach yeah, Poly, yeah. but it was just sad to hear that the yeah. passing of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that was... San Diego, we've had two major sporting figures um, in my in my lifetime. It's been Tony Gwynn and Junior Seau. Like, Junior Seau football, Tony Gwynn baseball, I like Fred right? McGriff. Yeah. Prime dog. Yeah, Kevin Gibbs was the crime dog. Yeah, Can you man. say how, man? Was, uh, I know. Yeah, he was. He was San Diego. Yeah, and he was like born in San. Diego. He was born in Oceanside, so he, like he's a San Diegan, San Diego. He man, went so. to USC. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. What do you think about now? Because you guys, the the charges moved, and there's it's kind of weird, huh? It's super weird, bro. It's it's like uh you know um, most people from San Diego are hardcore Charger fans, you know, and and when they bounce like. At first, you lost 80% of the local fan base. Fuck these motherfuckers, right? And out of that 80%, maybe 30 of that percent went back. I was one of those 30. I kind of, I'm like, I'll fucking watch them, dude. You know, I'm kind of into them, you know? But it's not the same. You don't love them. You like them, but you don't love them anymore. They're having a hard time trying to find their identity in L.A. Yeah, dude. I mean, because he should have just stayed, but I don't know what happened with the city. They don't want to give them that new stadium. Yeah, yeah. There's drama, dog. Yeah. Fuck them all, dog. Yeah. But they got the Rams, but they're trying to find their identity. But we'll see what happened with the Padres. Snoop's a fucking uh, Charger fan. I see him rocking Charger shit, dude. What's that all about, dude? Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) 
He's a he's a charger. He's I think he's one of those universal. He just loves everyone. He's just all nothing but love. I love it, man. Hey, I, I'm gonna see if I can try to make a, a way over there, San Diego, to see the Giants play the Padres yeah, over there. Yeah, that'd be solid, and, man. But I don't know. There's always tension with the with the Padres and Dodgers, man. Yeah, man. Well, I mean. That's why I don't even like going to games, bro. I mean, there's there's drama all the time. I ain't trying to watch no fights, dude. You know, I'll just stay at home in the crib and watch it. Uh, for the Dodger games, at least. San Francisco? There's a little bit every now and then. Mostly it's the San Francisco fans that talk the most shit in San Diego. Yeah, you know what? Because, you know, Giants have their little headquarters over here. You know, the major leagues, that when they have their meetings and stuff in the summer, that a lot of the major leagues have their meetings over here in San Diego. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I didn't know that either. They have their little meetings because, you know, for the spring training and all that stuff, they yeah. go to Arizona, you know, to the Arizona and you know, all that. So there's a lot of, there's, there's, I mean, there's I didn't know this. There's a lot of Giants fans in San Diego. Fuck yeah. I was like, where the fuck they all come from? Bro, there's not a lot of San Diegans in San Diego anymore, dude. A lot of people live in San Diego or from San Francisco or from other places, bro. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, especially in San Diego proper, dude. They're that's those are outsiders for the most part, dude. Wow. Most most San Diegans, like locals, grew up on the edges of the county, the Chilla Vistas, the Alcohones, the Oceansides. That's where you find, in my opinion, the most locals. You know, mm-hmm. right right in the heart. There's a lot of people from East Coast, North NorCal. Is, that, is there a lot, is like, a gent, like gentrification hitting hard in San Diego? Sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, yeah. any, it's, it's a booming city. Is and, it good or, is it kind of good or bad? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the perspective. My, my view is, is I want to see communities thriving and I don't want to see people pushed out of their communities. I think there could be a better job in figuring that shit out. Like, don't be if if you've been living here, we got to put a cap on what the rent is, right? Ooh. Ra- raise the uh, the cost for for the restaurants coming in and all the other things you're wanting to do. But it's a booming city, man. A lot of people want to live there, and there's not many places to live, and rent is ridiculous everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. Talk about let's talk about the music scene over there. Yeah, man. Back in the day, you got like what a POD. Yeah, we got POD, man. From South Muse, San Diego, man. Yeah, Muse, man. Unwritten Law. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard about some stories. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, man. Is yeah. it Long Beach is the same from what I hear too? There is a big music scene. Here. We have the uh, we got Snoop Dogg. We got yeah. Subline. We have a, I mean the Twins. I mean we got the everything. Twins, bro. My homie uh, the Hood Santa was always telling me these stories. Like man, back in the day on freaking on Fourth and Walnut, there used to be some houses. Man, if you were living in the days of the early late eighties, early nineties, I mean the sky was big. Oh, okay. You know they would have fucking Snoop Dogg watching a garage, a garage playing a fucking No Doubt and Subline. That's crazy. Dude. I mean, all that's like really. It's like yeah. yeah, all the stories you go to Alex's bar and shit. I mean, just I mean all that stuff. There's history and all that. But now when you go, they took down VIP records. It's not oh. there no more. Now it's a Seven Eleven. Oh shit. So little by little, all the history is getting torn down and stuff and. And these, this is Long Beach. This is what made us, you know? We're, we're, so is Long Beach, is it like North Long Beach, South Long Beach? We got everything. So, like, if you go down there, that's like Long Beach. But this little city is like Signal Hill. Mm-hmm. And when you pass going over there to Willow, now you're considered in Long Beach, North Long Beach. Shit. But it's oh. all it's a big city. Then you got little Pixby Nose over there. All the rich people, like the history and all that stuff. The... The, the Pixbies were the settlers where they come over here and stuff. Oh, shit. There's a lot of history in, oh, into it and stuff. I mean, so much history. They got the Queen Mary um, skyline. I mean, there's history. The Queen this. Mary, that's what they have that uh, vintage vintage swap meet type thing after, the, right? The Queen Mary is at that boat over there. It's like a hotel, but uh-huh. it's right there by the ocean. But they're trying to tear that shit down. Oh, shit. It's like, no, you can't tear that shit down, you know, because it's like 
it, it's like it's gonna cost close to what five to maybe six million dollars to fix it all up and everything and stuff so there's a lot of history in, in long beach and I, and I love it because um you got so much small businesses and that's one thing i didn't i didn't shed light on i always support small businesses right on, man. when the COVID times happen the only thing that's were open were walmart target fast food and small businesses what can we do and i always been supporter and because those small businesses they are long beach yeah yeah and i always want to just show love whatever if it's from clothing um even have a you got the lb tattoo dog lb i'll get out i'll get lb tattoo yeah i'll get it i'll get all that stuff and everything but yeah long beach is is my city but in my heart wilmington's my city wilmington in the harbor area okay that to me is the heart of the harbor area and i always show love because there's and that's one of the reasons why i do the podcast because a lot of people always talk down on Wilmington nothing good comes out of Wilmington so when you when you hear Tony the Rizzo from Rodian Radio or Martin Moretto I want to be in that that list of who came out of Wilmington good people you know from the Harbor area in Wilmington and that's why I do the podcast and if I ever could one day be a guest on Joe Rogan I'm always going to rep- represent Wilmington because there's going to be people out there it's like man dude fuck it if Mega Man can do it I can do it Hell yeah. and I want people to follow their dreams because now the new generation there's a lot of youngsters who are opening up businesses arts musicians i mean they want to be lawyers yeah. uh, politicians just whatever to do to bring all the revenues back because wilmington is not even a city it's owned by la county so any revenue that comes into wilmington goes straight to la county so that's why nothing good's come there's no development there's nothing going nothing good so that's why all the money is going to long beach uh, Carson, San Pedro, and all. We don't even have a mayor. We don't even have council people. Mm. We don't even have the fire department. Nothing like that. Because they have to come from different cities around Wilmington to go. Damn. So that's why. Now I get it why the people in Wilmington have a chip on their shoulder. Oh, shit. It's Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Also sounds like you might have found something to put some energy into, man. Maybe from yourself, huh? Like doing some community buildup. Maybe start in Wilmington. Man. I do. Yeah. I do. I want to see a lot of people win. I see a lot of businesses open up where... There's nothing really good to to go on a first Friday of the month where for the family and stuff. Yeah. People go to Long Beach. People go outside the 110 freeway to, to Harbor City, to the white areas, to the rich areas because, and that's why we have to do something where we got to bring bring a lot of small businesses, make a little movie theater or brewery here or just whatever, just walk around and, and show some love. Like, hey, for every Friday, you know, hey, come over here, do this, and whatever we can do. That's what's up, though. That's a great vision right there. Though, that man. has to be, but who's gonna take that chance you know like you gotta have a person with has money be like hey let's do something different but it really depends if they if the city wants to vote for that (laughs) man that's what it comes down to and that's what you see a lot what's going on in long beach there's a lot of uh, uh, gentrification going on and stuff so all the bad areas and stuff where it used to be they're tearing them all down like condominiums make it more nice here or there i mean it's coming there yeah but at the same time don't tear down places that has history straight up i don't like that yeah i'm right there with you man fuck, fuck that shit oh man yeah. that's crazy man so uh we're almost at the end um i got three questions um someone put uh wanted to ask you depression how do you overcome it yeah i saw that man you know, shout out for asking that question I, I'll, I'll you know i'm not a not a therapist right i'm not i'm not any of those things but what i can share from my experience mm-hmm 
is that that's a daily commitment, man. It's a daily commitment. For me, it's a daily commitment, at least. It's, it's putting energy into finding what you need to do to help you live your best life. Mm-hmm. Like I shared, for me, it was going into, into therapy itself. Um, I, there was periods in my life where I was prescribed medication, and I took it for, based on the prescription, and it did well, it helped me. But then I also learned that there's times for me to, to do other kinds of interventions, and that is uh, you know, meditation and some spiritual practices, right? And then that, that strengthened my own, my own um, well-being. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's a formula that worked for me. I just send love and intention to whoever asks and say, like, that just comes down to you starting your journey, you know. And I think a good place to start is, is consider counseling, man. At the very least, at the very least, you have someone that can give you an honest opinion and go from there. Yeah, that, that, that's a big one. And the YNC San Diego says, uh, shout outs to uh, Justin. They will show you some love. Oh, right on, man. Yes. Why, man. So that one and uh, one of my, the last one, uh, Chef Queen's mom. How do you get through the hard times and the, the, the sad feelings at both? Yeah, hard times and sad feelings, man. I mean, again, I feel like it, it, it's, it's the same thing. Sometimes it's about accepting it. For me, it's accepting that I'm in a moment in time that will pass. And I just got to allow myself to feel that. Included in that, though, is who is in my support group who's my i talked to my wife man yo i have this going on i need to get it off my chest and i talk to the homies be like yo from your view what do you think here's what i'm feeling whatever it might be i'm looking for an outlet to be able to so i can bounce my emotions off of and feel vulnerable enough to feel the love that that's that's what i do bro hell yeah hell yeah so we're almost at the end do you have any last words or any shout outs hey number one shout out to you man I, uh, I've, I've enjoyed... Man, that pink's where it's... That's, that's, hey, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sick-ass pink, man. <laughs> that's how we do it, bro. Where's camera on that? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold, man. I got cold in this piece. What? Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, number one, shout out you, man. I really appreciate your story. Thank you, you know, sir. I've, I've, I've uh, seen you from afar, right? You know, some of the same homies in common. You know, I, I, I knowing that your journey didn't start off easy and it's still not easy, yeah. yet you're still determined to be a great father, to, to be a great community member and to pursue your best self through your through your strengths. Thank you, sir. That's inspiring, man. Thank you so much. And, I'm, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Yeah, right on, man. You know, keep doing it, brother. Keep going. Keep going forward, man. You're, you're, there's people hearing you right now that are like, if this dude can do it, I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. And there's man. also dudes listening to you like, I need to invest in this guy right here. He's, he's going to go to yeah. the top. Yeah, and that's where uh, I've been getting um, uh, sponsors. Nice. I've been trying to get sponsors and everything, and uh, they, you know, people always ask me, "When is the YouTube that's coming out soon?" Just takes takes time, takes time. in the in the in the in the, <laughs> the merch and everything. I had a hard three years of trying to get it approved, but the trademark because of uh, the Mega Man's podcast. I don't want to get sued by Capcom and Nintendo. No shit, for real. Huh? <laughs> so that's a good. Yeah. Got, so we got approved. So okay. now getting all stuff. Uh, you calculated. Yeah, nice. calculated. And someone was telling me, is it true that you're gonna have your own beer? Uh, I'm in talks with someone. All We're right. gonna make a beer just a one time. Nice. We're gonna see what's up. That's what's up. You dude. know, I like I, that. I see because I, I see what Shams does. Yeah, man. He does collabs. Yeah, man. And I was like, this guy is doing it. Yeah, man. man. I was gonna tell. How does Shams get sleep if he's working? I mean, he's taking care of uh, three punk ales. He's mm. working at, at his UPS and Elwood. Yeah. And he's everywhere. It's like, how, where do you get oh, sleep? He, he's the ultimate hustler, bro. He's the ultimate hustler, man. That guy, 
that guy's an inspiration, bro. He does things that uh, I trip out on. Besides all of that, anytime I'm around him, people are like, want to be around him. You know what I'm saying? Like people are always wanting to be around him, man, because he's just like an electrical personality. You know, so yeah. how he does it, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I, he's I, probably not getting enough. <laughs> knowing him, he's probably not getting enough. He needs, there, there needs to be 10 chefs. Yeah, he needs some man. clones. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. man. That's a sheesh, man. He's a, he's a savage. Well, Justin, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast, man. This oh, was an yeah. enjoyable episode. My pleasure, brother. And uh, we got to do a part two. Yeah, I'm down. You I'll, let me know when. I'll, I'll go. You know what? I'll, since you came over here, I'll go over there. Right on. Because I, I want to know where all the good places to go eat at. Yeah. All yeah. these good taco places. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, who has the best taco place in San Diego? Oh, it just depends what part of town you go, man. But oh. I'll tell you, there are some good ones, and I'll show you around, man. <gasps> Let's do it. All right. Do you have any shout-outs? Uh, just shout-out to the family. Shout-out to the family San Diego, Emo Brown. Shout-out to the kids uh, and all the homies. Hell, Love y'all. Hell yeah. And where can everyone follow you at? Uh, JClip78. J-C-L-I-P-7-8. Instagram's the way I do it. Hit oh, me up. All right. And uh, where can everyone follow you on your on your decorations? J-Ford? That's J-Ford. J-Ford Decor. Follow me. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for Justin for coming on. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave some uh, stars on Spotify. You can find me on Instagram at The Mega Man's Podcast. Twitter, The Mega Man's Podcast. And YouTube's coming. Sponsors are coming. And also, um, I'm going to schedule a date to have a commitment soldier from Foods Gone Wild, Frank Hernandez, on the podcast. Uh, The Mega Man's Life's coming up. Uh, also, I'm gonna release an episode. Fish, the, the from the uh, he's the owner of uh, Stay Anchor Clothing Brand, and good people to come on the Mega Mass Podcast. So just be aware and follow my boy Justin and follow the Mega Mass Podcast. We're out, everyone. Peace, Nate.